When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, happy, happy, happy Thursday evening to all across the NFL universe. That's right. Happy uh, end of 2023. It's the All City All NFL podcast. Baldy, live from uh, Florida right now. And uh, I'm Cuz, live from New Jersey. That's right. Uh, Here we are, Cuz and Baldy, the All NFL All uh, podcast, All City All NFL podcast, as we hang out on this Thursday. All right, lots to get to. Obviously, it's a busy week, Baldy. You saw these quarterbacks. There's all kinds of quarterback moves, right? So, Jaron Hall is going to start for the Vikings. Uh, We talked yesterday about uh, Sam Howe, how Sam's going to take a rest. We know there's a new quarterback in Denver, like we talked about that yesterday. It's a bizarre – it's a bizarre, like, Quarterback time. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, think about it, cuz. Honestly, the biggest name in the league played four snaps in Aaron Rodgers. The buildup to Aaron, to the Jets, he let he lasted four plays. It was it was, it sounded it felt like it was just an omen of things to come, whether you know it's Burrow, the guys that have gone down, Deshaun Watson, just the guys that have gone down, um, you know, and out for the season, not coming back, you know, and so it's uh you know, it's been the it's been the year of the backup quarterback, and can these guys, you know, the way Nick Foles once did five years ago, can a backup, you know, take the team deep into a playoffs this year? That's kind of one of the big storylines, and it started literally game one, fourth play of, this, uh, of that game. Yeah, it's interesting, and, and it'll be on display again in Cincinnati because Cincinnati, last week notwithstanding, have had good success with Brown. Yeah, no, like, look, I mean, it, it didn't play particularly well last week, but, you know, you see, you know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase on the sideline. You know, the guy needs, you know, he needs his help, you know, to get the ball there. Um, I didn't think the protection was particularly good, but I don't think he's going to fall apart. I think, you know, he has a bounce-back week. He showed enough that, you know, he knows how to play the position, and I would expect, you know, poise to kick back in. And the mistakes that he made last week, I expect to get corrected. It certainly helps, though, if Jamar is in the lineup this week uh, there was a quote that he said this this year, and it wasn't wrong, that I'm open, I'm always bleeping open. I mean, he has, and it, it certainly looked like that for about a stretch of a month where he seemed unstoppable. We'll get to more Kansas City and Cincinnati tomorrow. But first, you know, we got a Thursday night game. We have a game tonight and a game Saturday night. So tonight's interesting. Tonight is the Browns who, uh, you know, Baldy, We've been talking about it all year. The Flacco situation has been incredible. So now it's on display. It's Cleveland, New York. And this is a trip-up game, right? Like Cleveland playing so well. Uh, How do you kind of analyze this one tonight? 
Well, I still don't know if Amari Cooper's playing. I mean, you know, and so, I mean, we're still a couple hours for kickoff here on Thursday. So, I mean, he makes a big difference. I mean, the trust that he has with Amari since day one has been unbelievable. But, you know, what's interesting is Flacco has thrown 10 touchdown passes. The other three quarterbacks combined, Deshaun Watson, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, P.J. Walker, they threw a combined nine. He's thrown more touchdowns in four games than those guys threw, you know, the first 12 weeks of the season. So they're three and one with Joe. I feel like tonight, you know, the Jets are going to be coming into their stadium. And, you know, there's Elijah Moore, who was a Jet, who got traded before the season started. Never, They never figured out how to use him. There's Flacco, who was a Jet the last two years, you know, in a backup duty. And I have a feeling like, I mean, not that that, just that motivation is, is more than it normally should be at this time of year. I mean, they're looking at, honestly, because winning this game and getting themselves a mini-bye, to get guys back. And the Jets are looking just to spoil the party. And that, look, I, I'll tell you, like I remember one year I was playing in Indianapolis and we went down to New Orleans on Christmas Eve. And if we won the game, we were in the playoffs. We were, we were a pretty good team. And their backup quarterback, John Forcade, like he, he lit us up. We we literally. John Forcade. John ah, Forcade. Like he lit us up. And that dome was rocking like you can't believe. So if you're Sauce Gardner, C.J. Mosley, you're Bryce Huff, Quinton Williams, whatever, like all you want to do is spoil their party and have something – like you don't have any postseason. That's another losing season. They're sick of losing. Let's go spoil somebody else's party. Like there's plenty for the Jets. Now Trevor Simeon played pretty good last week, took him down, ended up getting a winning touchdown. Brees Hall had an amazing game. But this defense is a whole lot different than Washington last week. I think this is a – I mean, I think Baltimore and Cleveland are the two best defenses in football, and they kind of prove it every week. And so it's going to be tough for the Jets, I think, to get any kind of scraps, any kind of sustain, any kind of offense against this defense. Now, I'll throw this. This goes right in your wheelhouse. It looks like the Jets' starting offensive line will be together. For the first time since three, four, and five, you're going to have these guys together on consecutive weeks Becton's going to start at left tackle. You're going to go through with Tomlinson. Yeah. You got your five. I mean, that's got to help him a little bit. I mean, look, Mackay Becton on Miles Garrett. Like, I hope he gets help. Miles, I mean, Mackay is like, he's he's had injury issues, and you know, I mean, he's had some issues. He's played some good games. He played great against the Chargers and Bosa this year. Uh, they need him to play big. Like, he wants a contract for next year. Well, show up against Miles Garrett, and don't ask me. And don't ask for help from my tight end and my running back every time we drop back to throw it. So if you leave him alone, he's going to ruin you. If you if you give him all the attentions, and Darius Smith can beat you, Dalvin Thompson, like they, or Jim Schwartz can blitz you. So I don't think the Jets are particularly uh, complicated to figure out, cuz like I would think this is going to be a Jim Schwartz game where he's going to like let's go in there and just rip their throats out. Let's don't even let them get a sniff of being competitive against our defense. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the future look like? Let, let's look at both teams. One, how real is the opportunity for the Browns? Believe it or not, they still actually have a, a slight chance to get the number one overall seed. A lot of stuff has to happen. But clearly, defense straddles, and that should be a problem if you have to face them, especially in Cleveland. That town's going nuts right now. 
be a tough place to play, you know, if they, if they get home. I mean, it's a long ways away to, to catch Baltimore still. Uh, there's two games out and two to go. So, I mean, there's you – no, know, but they could go to Baltimore and win this year. Uh, you know, uh, Greg Newsom intercepted a Lamar pass, took it back to the house, pick six. Um, this, this, is, this is Detroit. I mean, this is just a starved fan base. And so they are going crazy. Flacco is the greatest gift, Christmas gift they've ever gotten. Um, Stefanski, if he wins tonight, uh, takes care of business. They, you know, I mean, he's a certifiable coach of the year candidate. Might even be the favorite right now to be the coach of the year. So when you're playing four quarterbacks and one off the street and all the things that they're doing, they've had a lot of injuries on defense too. Their secondary has been decimated. I'm playing two new safeties in there, but I mean, they just keep rolling. So, I think, you know, when you look at Coach of the Year, I think you have to count that Stefanski went out and got Jim Schwartz and made the change. You know, like that's part of being the coach. Let's go fix our defense. We're too good to do what we did last year. You make a really smart hire. We all know Jim. We all know what he's capable of doing. So I thought that that kind of really turned things around for this team this year. Yeah, I I, I would agree. Um, can, the, can Flacco – can Flacco win in the playoffs? Well, you know, the year he won a Super Bowl, he went 4-0 in the playoffs. And he was unstoppable. I mean, you know, whether he's thrown it to Jacoby Jones for 70 in Denver, uh, hitting Anquan Bolden over and over again. Like, he, he's like this, he's not different than a lot of other quarterbacks. You fall in love with certain players. You know, and Joku and Amari are his guys. You know, and, and to a little bit, a little degree, Elijah Moore has been better and more productive with them. But you know he's going to feed his he's going to feed his beast. And he was fourth and eighteen last week. He threw the ball across the field in tight coverage, and Mari caught it and got a first down. I mean, he, he still has a golden arm. He's he's thrown some interceptions now, starting against the Rams. He threw some, um, but he's thrown more touchdowns. You know, and so I think he can live with some of the mistakes. Some of it is just going to be natural when you want to throw it as much as they're throwing it. Now, meanwhile. What do you make of the Jets for next year? What, what, how, how do you dig out of this mess? Because you still have the specter of Rodgers, and he says he's going to play. Yeah. Well, I think it's a big gamble. Like, you know, he, he lasted four plays this year. Maybe the body is done. Maybe it isn't. Nobody knows. But it's a gamble if you say, okay, we're going to just – we're going to go ride with Aaron. And if he plays 17 games, fantastic. Probably have a winning record. Um I remember talking to Woody Johnson this summer, the owner, and I just, you know, he'd been owning the team for 23 years. And he said it was the most fun, the biggest buzz, the most, uh, the most fan interaction that he ever experienced. And it all went up in flames basically on the fourth play. So I can just imagine how he feels, but there's a part of him that says, can we just, are we going to really clean out Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and start over again? And if you do blow them out, you know, you probably lose the, the coordinator that Aaron wants and Nathaniel Hackett. So why would you like, why would you just start all the way over and go draft the quarterback? And, but if you go with Aaron, then I almost feel like you got to keep Robert Sala. And if you keep Robert, he's going to want Joe. He's made some good draft picks. He's made some bad ones. Uh, he's made some bad decisions. I mean, some of these, you know, Green Bay Packers that followed Aaron has not worked out. And, um, I understand why they did it, but it didn't work out. You brought up Cleveland, and uh, man, Cleveland and Detroit—like, talk about two towns 
that deserve some sort of success, it's Cleveland and Detroit, right? Like, I, I remember when the Browns, got, when Cleveland had their NFL franchise swiped yeah. and stolen from yeah. them in the old Browns, yeah. which was the ultimate disgrace. I remember going and covering the uh, supplemental draft and how excited those people were to have football back. And, you know, it hasn't worked out since then, Baldy. I know. I covered that supplemental draft. I believe it was 95, 96. And I was there. I remember I was in the room and they're taking, you know, they're picking their players and there was – Look, they're still, still, honestly, I know Bernie Kosar pretty good. They're still celebrating the Bernie Kosar era that ended on a 98-yard drive by Denver. You know, there was just horrible defeats against good football teams with good players. Fumble with Ernest Biner. Ernest Biner, you know I mean? But they're still celebrating. Bernie Kosar is still a big deal because he's the last guy that really won them. They've gone through how many number one picks, you know, at quarterback. And who knows if Deshaun Watson is going to work out. Um, I mean, it's it's been moribund. And the fans, I mean, to their credit, they just keep showing up. In fact, I did a game there two years, I think it was two years ago, against the Raiders. And they delayed the start of the game due to weather. Like, these winds came through, like, at 80 miles an hour. It was like a mini, like a nor'easter. Blew through Cleveland and that stadium. And they were trying to clear the stadium out. The fans didn't want to leave they were like, we, we don't care about Nor'easter. I mean, we got plastic on. We got a beer. Like, we, we just want to watch, you know. this. We got beer. That's all. Life's, life's fine. As long as you got enough beer to, to weather the storm, you're good. Yeah. So I felt like like that's – and I'm just, you know, they, they want everybody off the field. They got all these security taking these guys off. Baker didn't want to leave the field. and But that's that's Cleveland. They're like, we paid our price. We're, we're going to sit here thin, thick and thin, and we're going to support our team. And they that dog pound's filled every week. No matter what the record is, the, the dog pound is filled. Like it's a it's a legendary fan base that has been, you know, that has been failed. You know, year and decade after decade, year after year. It is it's it's unbelievable that after all these years, football remains that big. After all those years of how bad, how like they were beyond bad. like they were just a horrible franchise. No quarterbacks, one after the other is a disaster. And and it's amazing how they've just they've hung in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, those championships, you know, the 60s with Jim Brown, I mean, they dedicated the season, or at least Dick Chubb dedicated the season to, to Jim Brown this year and passed away. I think there's still a feeling in that organization about just what Jim meant to this to the city and franchise, to the team. And so you could get a few of those uh Sound bites from Jim talking about the Browns at some point here as we ratchet up some playoff talk. Yeah, I, I love it. I love that place. And I hope I hope it's nasty, lake effect snow. I, I you know, I you know, I'd like to see that team. I, I you know, that's a team you root for. And the other team you root for is the other game on Saturday night. It's Detroit. It's the Lions and the Cowboys. Both these teams very similar. You know, they both, you know, can be really good offensively. I think Dallas has got, you know, legitimate weapons on defense. But, the, like, offensively, they're very similar. 
Well, I mean, Detroit can really run the ball. I mean, Cleveland can't really do that. They're they're out. They're down to their you know fifth and sixth offensive tackles. They lost their top four this year, including. I'm talking about the Cowboys. The line. Oh, Cowboys. Oh, yes. No, they're, they're they're similar in that. But I think you no, know, we'll, we'll see if Tyron Smith plays for the Cowboys this week. He makes a big difference. The backup wasn't very good last week. But Detroit has built – they built their team the right way. Um, you know, their offense line is as good as anybody's in football. That travels. Uh, you know, Frank Ragnow and Penny Sewell and Taylor Decker. I mean, it's a good group. Really good. They're Hank, of course, they're coached by our friend Hank Fraley, and they love Hank. They love him. And they really have responded. They've had backups in their guard positions and center positions. The next guy up has stepped in. And then, look, I remember talking to Dan Campbell this summer out of training camp, and I said, you made the bold move to unload two pretty good backs in DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Why? And he said, well, you know, I had to defend David Montgomery when he was in Chicago the last couple of years, and I know how hard it was for us to tackle and I just loved his toughness. And then Jameer Gibbs is exactly what we want. We want to change the pace back. We want a home run hitter. And we want a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield. He's got 50 catches. And the, together, those guys got 18 touchdowns. Like, it is a great – I think it's the best one-two punch in all of football right now. And that's the challenge for Dallas on Saturday night is to, is to slow that down. And then what they do off of the run game is because their receivers block really good. Their tight ends are very good blockers. Made some real commitment to the run game. Yeah, I, I listen. I love that. I'm on say Brown. He's he's a hell of a player, man. He because he does another one. He doesn't cheat you. You talk about blocking. He won't cheat you. And Laporta has become a, a what a pick he was. So you got a real tight end. And you know what? It's funny. Jamison Williams is starting to to give you a little something. Well, I mean, he's, you know, the, the speed is the speed. I mean, you can see it. it. It may, you know, he's still working his way into the lineup and packages. And, you know, he's not featured a great deal, but it, the speed shows up. They take their shots to him. So who knows? I mean, that guy is a blur. And I nicknamed him the uh, Motown Comet like weeks ago when I saw him just blow by everybody for a touchdown. So he's got the speed can change the way you defend that team. He's not, you know, ready for prime time yet. I think he still has to work on his routes. Just he's he's got to, you know, become more seasoned. But they've got plenty of other guys, though. You know, whether it's Reynolds or, or Brown, um, Khalif Raymond, you got a lot of other guys that can go get it, too. So this should be a fun game. This should be a real oh, – like, you know Dallas is going to score. Yeah, so, I, I think this game is going to be high scoring. Like, I think Dallas will score. Like, I think, you know – Detroit's got playmakers on that side of the ball. Uh, this Ifiatu, Melifonanu, the last three weeks have been unreal. Brian Branch, good player. Aiden Hutchinson, they got players. I don't think they can I – I think they're going to have trouble slowing Dallas down. I think this thing could be a real shootout back and forth. All right. Let's begin our January conversation, and we'll use both teams. And we'll look at the Lions, we'll look at the Cowboys, and we'll look at how they would fare – in January. But first, let's talk about factor meal kits. Yes. Listen, guys, gals, this is a great deal we got for you. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you eat well for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. Chef prepared, dietitian approved, 
ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Now, this is a huge deal. Like, we all have resolutions and we want to eat better, right? We always talk about a healthy lifestyle, a healthy gut, right? That all comes from eating well. So you can cross meal prepping off your list with factor. Skip the meal planning, the grocery shopping, the prepping, the cleaning up. Get factors fresh, never frozen meals delivered right to your door. They're ready in just two minutes. All you got to do is heat and eat. Heat and eat, Baldy. That's all you got to do. And if you use the code ALLNFL50, 50% off. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holidays and beyond in 2024. Choose from 35-plus chef-crafted meals every week that support a healthy lifestyle. Meet your meat prep, your meal preferences, whether it's calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus, like my man. You know, some of the more wholesome options. And look, if you're looking for some calorie conscious options over, over the holidays that don't skip on flavor, try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals. How about this? Less or the around 550 calories per serving. All right. You need an extra boost for your wellness goals. Feel your best. For 2024, try Protein Plus meals, 30 grams of protein or, and more for some of them per serving. Factors not just for dinner, count on extra convenience any time of the day. An assortment of 55-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose some quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab-and-go snacks, ready-to-drink cold-pressed juices, shakes, smoothies, all kinds of good baldy stuff. All right, 2024, get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. All right, head to factormeals.com slash allNFL50. Use the code allNFL50, 50% off. All right, huge deal. Flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door, ready in just two minutes again. Use that code. Go to factormeals.com uh, slash all NFL 50 and you get your 50% off. It's the way to do it. All right. Ken, what, let's first look at the Cowboys. What makes the Cowboys dangerous in January and what makes them vulnerable? I think, you know, they've got playmakers. You know, I mean, the year the Dak is having, CD Lamb. Uh, you know, whether it's Ferguson or Cooks, they have enough there. And the offense line, when healthy, is very good. And then you have Mike on one side, and, you know, whether it's Gilmore or Bland, like they've got enough on defense. They live off the big play, and they can steamroll you very quickly like they have against some bad teams if you start coughing it up. And they can create the turnovers. They're a pressure team. But I think, you know, uh, and I think they're, they're well coached. Uh, and so I think that's what makes them dangerous right now. But you have to you have to look at what Buffalo did. You have to look at what Arizona did. Maybe Philadelphia. All these teams on the road that ran the ball well against them, and they're going to get tested. This is a great test. It's not about not even about records. I mean, they they, they need to win, but it's about learning and figuring things out against good teams. Detroit will make you play a different style of football than a lot of teams play because of how good they are up front. Buffalo showed them. 49 rushes, 266 yards. They couldn't stop it. So they might get a dose of that in this game if the score is close, Detroit doesn't fall behind. That's that's how I kind of look at this Dallas team. They, they changed their defense last week, cuz. 
They think Marquise Bell had been starting opposite Damone Clark inside, and they said, no, we're going to go a different direction. So it, it tells me that they know it's an issue. Let's change personnel and see if it makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see it. All right, what makes Detroit dangerous and what makes them vulnerable? Obviously, let's start the second part of it. has got to be their defense. Well, they've got some playmakers on defense. Kirby, I mean, they had four interceptions last week. Um, they're, they're scrappy. They're scrappy. They're hungry. Alex Anzalone is a really good player nobody talks about. They got some, you know, Alethe Neal inside. They got, in addition to Hutchinson, you know, they've got pretty scrappy. The, the whole thing is, is just kind of – nobody expects them to probably win. It's done. They've figured out how to be them against the world. Dan Campbell loves to play that card. Uh, you can hear it in all of his post-game speeches, which is good. He should do that. Um, but this turnaround started last year when they won eight of the last ten. And then they opened up on Thursday night in Kansas City. And people said, are you sure you want Detroit to go in there against Patrick Mahomes and the world champions? And they beat him. And so, like, they've been tested. They've been tested pretty good. You know, Thanksgiving, they didn't play well against Green Bay at home. So, you know, they went to Baltimore, they scored three points. So they've had some games where they hadn't handed to them, but they keep coming out of it and giving back to what they do well, which is a very creative offense, an offense that can run the ball, and they can control the tempo of the game. Yeah, I, I, I got to push you back a little bit. Uh, on on In the playoffs, you trust their corners and you trust their pass rush consistent in the playoffs. Well, it depends on who you go against. I mean, it depends on who you go against right now. I mean, not everybody is going to test their corners. You know, Cam Sutton, uh, you know, the, the guys, they're not going to get tested by everybody. But, you know, if they played the Rams, they're going to get tested, probably get it handed to but, you know, I used to think, like, look, they've shown that they can they can play shootouts, too. They can go up and down the field. I mean, they gave up, you know, big um, – you know, they came back on Chicago down with five minutes to go and beat the Bears. And so they've shown that they can come back, that they can score quickly, and they can run a, a hurry-up offense. I mean, we'll just see what, what number they can see them. If they win this weekend, they can still become the number two seed. It's still possible. Do you – who do you trust more out of these two teams on the road? Uh, well, simply because Dallas, you know, hasn't beaten a good team on the road yet. I don't trust them right now until they do it, until they, they do it on the road. They had a chance last weekend's Miami. They let Tua go down the field 75 yards for the field goal. It was actually 66 yards or something total. But um, they, they, they didn't look like they knew how to stop a team that was going to dink and dunk down the field. And so, um, you know, their, you know, their ability, inability on the road at the one yard line to make something good happen is it's uh it's a real thorn right now. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I play a little game here. Uh, January musing Baldy. Here we go. Give me the toughest place to play in the AFC. I'm going to say Baltimore. I'm going to say Baltimore, they held Detroit to six points. They held Seattle to three points. They held Cleveland the first time to three points. Um, like, I think they have – and this is, a you know, a franchise that uh, expects to win. They've got two. They feel like they could be a third. Lamar looks healthy right now. He hadn't been healthy the last couple of times they've been in the playoffs. So, I feel like Baltimore 
is still a tough place to play. You're going to get weather in Baltimore. You could get the conditions in the Northeast. You could get a lot of elements there. And their kicker doesn't miss. So if it becomes a field goal game or that type of a game, I trust that kicker on any surface to make his kicks. Give me the toughest place to play in the NFC. Oh, come on, cuz. Like, we know what that is. That's Philly, baby. That's Philly. Like, you know, look, look at those teams coming in there in these NFC championship games and what happened, whether it's San Francisco, Minnesota. Like, that crowd, you know, you got a late game on a Sunday or Saturday. Like, like they're, they, they know how to get ready. Just that. The field, you know, is going to be lousy, probably. Not going to throw any shade at, you know, the groundskeepers. But it's hard to grow grass in January in Philadelphia. You got conditions, you know, for kicking. Uh, you know, and they played a lot of bad weather games this year. That game against Buffalo was bad weather. So they've thrown the wet balls and kicked the wet ball. You know, they've done all that. Um, and who knows if, you know, if there's anything else that's coming out of the sky. But I think Philly's the toughest place. I mean, if you said, okay, the Rams at SoFi, No. Like if you said Detroit, I've seen too many teams go to Detroit. Like Dallas can be good, but like you've seen San Francisco go in there and beat them. Um, I like Philly. All right. I would agree with that. Let's go to the quarterback that you would bet on to win a game. Like you're, you go, you know what? I, I got this guy to win the game. And who's the guy in the AFC? That's going to win the game by himself. Mahomes? I still have to say Mahomes only because he's done it time and time again. Even though it's not a great season, I still, you put, like, we've seen him down in a playoff game 24 nothing, And he's on the sidelines telling his guys, we just need to get one. We need to get one. And then, we'll, and then they steamrolled Houston right out of the gym. Like, he's just too many spots. You know, fourth and third and 15 against San Francisco. You know, here's Tyree. That's just too many big plays. Over the years, you know, Buffalo gets them, you know, to get to get them to overtime with 13 seconds left, and they figure out two plays to get in the field goal range to go to overtime. Like he's just done it too many times, Gus, to go against them. And I, I mean, obviously, agree with you. The other quarterback in the AFC that I think can actually win you a game and win you like a championship game is Josh Allen. I still think he can do that. I don't think there's any question. I think Josh could do it. You know, Lamar needs to do it. He knows it. He got the contract, which is basically saying, get us to a Super Bowl. That's kind of why you give those contracts. So I think both of them are capable. We both know that they're both capable of turning it over too many times. But we also know how they think and how they attack and how they feel like they're never out of it. And I think defenses that go up against Josh and go up against Lamar feel the same way. No matter what the score is, I don't think they feel like it's safe. It'd be interesting. Lamar, you know, with, with like the pressures on him to win in the playoffs. And I, I'm yeah. curious to see how he's going to play. Because he's had such a great year. And it feels like he's he's really figure out how to play the position best for him. Like he he just looks like he's got it figured out. And I'm curious how the playoffs, I mean, if, if that's more of the same. Well, I think I think it helps that Todd Munkin's the offense coordinator. And I think it's it's been smart by John Harbaugh to change the defensive coordinator, to change the offense coordinator, and change up the way they do things. Um, they're still they still draft well, they still class A front office, they can fill voids, but 
You know, I think Todd understands Lamar and what Lamar, you know, is if, has to do in front of him. Every quarterback goes through it. Peyton went through it. I mean, no, everybody doubts you until you start winning and you win big. And then once you break through, then they stop doubting you. They did it to Matt Stafford. You know, they've done it to Dak. They still do it to Dak. Like, you got to break through. And until people give you the, you know, the, the kudos that you want and that you feel like you deserve. But it's, it's about winning playoff games. Kurt Warner always tells me it's, you know, do you have big game genes? Like, do you rise the occasion, not just rise yourself, but rise everybody else around you in these big spots? All right, so who's your guy in the NFC? And it's funny because you saw Jalen do it last year in the Super Bowl. Like, listen, he had an easy ride up until that point. In the Super Bowl, I thought he showed up in a big yeah. way. Touchdowns? No, no, I mean, he was, he was good. He's good to get a stop on defense. Uh, I think the guy right now that I think everybody should be leery of is, is Stafford if they get in. Just because, like, it might, it might come to an end, but I don't think it is. I think the way he's thrown it, he's done it already. He brought his team down the field against Cincinnati to win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, he he looks – I mean, nobody could have predicted what Puka is doing in this league. And Stafford's a big part of his success. So, picking up DeMarcus Robinson off the street was a huge get. Um, you know, to, to really fill the receiver role and getting Kyron Williams healthy, getting the offensive line together. All these things have happened. But I think Stafford's the guy that I would be most – Leery about right now. You got to face them in the playoffs. Uh, give me the coach in the AFC you're most afraid of. That he's going to game plan you. Uh, I'd like to see. I, I kind of would like to see what Miami does this weekend against Baltimore. Because I feel like Mike McDaniel, if he gets his horses back, if you got Jalen and you got. You know, Tyreek, and you got Mostert. You got all those guys. Like, I, I feel like he could be a difficult guy. We'll see this what happens this weekend, minus Jalen Waddle. But I kind of like to see, just because I know he's creative, I know he's innovative, I know he's difficult to defend. But he believes in his players 100%. So I, I, I think the way that he's able to tinker the run game, all those things that he's good at, I think Mike McDaniel could be a guy. How about the NFC? Is it uh, McCarthy? Is it McVeigh? Is it, of course, the I best think, coach I think of all, which is Shanahan? I mean, it would be hard to argue against Kyle Shanahan, although, you know, like he's come up short. We know. Well, I was going to say, playoffs, Super Bowl, we all know the story. Right. But McVeigh broke through. McVeigh did it. You know, he ran the ball on fourth and one in his 30-yard line to Cooper Cup on that final drive. You know, he went for it on fourth down yeah, to score a touchdown, uh, you know, inside the five. Like, he's just got that feel. And he came back to win another one. Didn't work out last year, but uh, he could have easily walked away and done a number of different jobs if you listen to, you know, what people say. Um, kind of hard to, to go against a guy that has done it. You know, with with his quarterback, the guy that he hand chose to go win one. All right, time now for the Baldy meets of the week. Let us. This is where we uh, we give you three of the most, you know, meat worthy, tough 
just real nasty over the week. So I'll give you me number three. I'll say uh, Zach Sealer, defense tackle, Miami Dolphins. You know, he helped uh, stop Tony Pollard at the six-inch line and pointed to the spot for the referee to put his foot there. Uh, but he was – him and Christian Wilkins, like they really – I mean, they, I thought they dominated the line of scrimmage against Dallas. And you, you could give it to Chubb or Wilkins, but I think Sealer, the way that he has been playing, uh, the best football he's ever played, and plays a lot of snaps, really uh, played big. I, I like Zach Sealer, 92, from the Miami Dolphins as my third meet. I like it. Meet number two. Well, I would say, you know, Baltimore was uh, put on a display last week. And you could say, okay, Kyle Hamilton gets blocked. He's on the ground by, you know, covered by Aaron Banks. And he gets up and catches a deflection and gets his second interception. Um, keeps him out of the end zone. Like, it's kind of hard to look at Kyle Hamilton and the way that he's been playing on the best defense in football. Like, you could say Matabike, you could say Genevieve and Clowney, but the fact that he literally took away two scores from San Francisco. I go Kyle Hamilton, the safety for Baltimore, and it's unfortunate that he's going to miss time now. You know, he's in, but, uh, but, yes, I would say Kyle Hamilton is certainly uh, deserving. Yeah, I, I loved it. He had such a – you want to talk about leaving it out on the field. Uh, you know, I, look, I don't care what it is. I still love safety play. You know, so whether it's Hamilton, whether it's Angelo, you brought up Angeloni from the from Detroit, who is another guy that's underrated that you never hear about. I, yeah. And all he does is crack heads. Like all he does is like crack his own body, man. He just he leaves it out there. I like him. Uh, my number one meet uh, of the week. Not a surprise because he's probably been a meet already. But Max Crosby, what he did to Kansas City in front of 29 million people, the largest audience to watch a football game this year. Uh, he had texted me after the game saying that he felt like they dominated the Kansas City Chiefs more than any other team they played this year or maybe more than any other team that had played Kansas City. And I couldn't agree with him more. And his spirit, his effort, his hustle, I feel like everybody is trying to match it right now. It starts in practice with them, but I feel like he set the, ta- the standard in uh, with the Raiders right now, and I think um, everybody realizes this is the only way to play the game, and everybody's effort has been raised a notch. Yeah, he, he uh, man, what a year. And you know what's amazing? How many times could he uh, just could have just packed it in? You know, I mean, how many really great players on a bad team – you just see him like just give up. Like they just feel they get. It's really not their fault. It's like they just get beaten down by losing. And man, Max never got beaten down. What, what a testimony to him. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he, he texts me all the time, but he's like, I, I'm going to get one percent better today. I'm just going to find a way to get better. You know, I'm going to defeat this block that I troubled with last week. I'm going to recognize this front quicker. I'm going to set the edge faster. I'm going to use my hand more violent with my hands here. Like, it's just the way that he plays the game. And it, it starts in practice literally every day. Yeah, fantastic. All right, that'll do it. Tomorrow we come back. And what do we do? We go over the breakdowns each and every game on a football Friday. And it's New Year's, right? So we have a New Year's Day special. The college football semifinals. Two amazing games, Alabama, Michigan, 
Texas, Washington. We got to look at those games as well. All right, including a big Sunday of NFL action. We'll be here to break it down. Do us a favor. There's a subscribe button. Make sure you get it and then you bang, hit it. All of our episodes come right to your phone. And it's NFL, all NFL, every day, right, right into your inbox. So do us a favor. Hit subscribe. We love you guys. Enjoy the game tonight. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. See ya. We all silly like the mayor. 